Hey everyone, my name is Ben and welcome to Behind the Bathrooms, a podcast about bathrooms, business and everything in between. Joining Steve and I on today's episode is Fred Howich from Reese Group. Steve, Fred and I will be exploring what it's like to be a supplier in the bathroom renovation space and how to get the best experience from a supplier when performing your bathroom renovation. So without further ado, let's start the episode. Morning, Fred. Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. How are you? Yeah, mate. I'm really good and thanks for having me, guys. No worries. And Steve, always glad to have you on. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good now that Fred's here. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So we're just going to jump in and learn more about you, Fred. So Fred, can you just let the listeners know what Reese does and how long you guys have operated for? Yeah. So look, Reese has been around for 100 years and started in Caulfield, Victoria um, and primarily as a plumbing business, so that's our core business. Um, and over the years, you know, the business has grown and diversified into many parts of the, the building industry. So we cover off all your building needs from pools and irrigation, air conditioning, heating, ventilation, um, civil works. So, you know, the, it's quite a diverse business now. Hmm. Mm, that's great. And to Steve, can you just tell us how Reese became a supplier for Navali Bathrooms? Yeah, it's approximately 10 years ago where um, I got introduced to one of the branch managers there at um, Balmain, Roselle, mm-hmm. um, Bathroom Life. Yep. Was it a Bathroom Life? But it, yeah. It was, yeah. Yep. So it was a Bathroom Life store uh, and they just showed me what they can do as a supplier and and what they were able to deliver and, and how they could help me in the renovation space from a customer experience and from us as an operational uh, from an operational level, uh, and yeah, basically from the from that meeting, um, the relationship has just gotten stronger and stronger. Never looked back, have you? Never looked back, mate. <laughs> no, so yeah, just from day one, and yeah, it's just always been there. Oh, that's great. And back to Fred, um, what does your role as region leader in Reese Group entail? So I look after the bathroom life business in Sydney Metro and Canberra. And I guess the bathroom life business um, is all about delivering bathroom happiness, we would call it, Um, you know, supplying all the needs to bathroom renovators, builders. Um, And, you know, we've got some great showrooms across across the Sydney metro. So my role essentially is the development of of the people within the business, um, our staff, and also helping and managing relationships with key key customers like, like Steve here. But essentially, I'm a you know I look after the people within the business. Mm. And when did and when and how did you start working for Reese? Oh, okay. So I started with Reese uh, nearly ten years ago, and I was in my I, I had my own business actually. I was in the hospitality industry and sold that, and then made the decision that I needed a bit of a career change. So I did know somebody at Reese, and from what I'd heard, you know really people-focused business and um, a forward-thinking business. So I, I really wanted to be a part of that. So I was lucky enough to get a role at the Bathroom Life Store in Surrey Hills all those years ago. And, yeah, the journey's been great so far. And, wow, that's very interesting that you started off in hospitality and um, not in, say, um, trade and construction. So did you, do you feel like that, um, that experience in hospitality helped you with your current role now? Actually, I think it, uh, I think it did. 
I think it did. So like in the hospitality industry, it's all about service and customer service at a pretty fast pace. Yeah. You know, and I think of, you know, if I just think of the Navali needs and, you know, you, responding to customers' needs in a really prompt way or in, in quickly is probably one of those one of those important factors for you, I'd say. Very, very much so. That, yeah. that prompt reply and the, res, the responsiveness from us even to a customer and then from our suppliers slash employees slash subcontractors, that makes our life so much easier, That the speed of that. Yeah. So I guess back to your point, like, you know, the hospitality industry really helped, helped us uh, or helped me set, set myself up with dealing with customers on, you know, that deal with tight deadlines and, yeah, because that, that definitely would have worked well for you because if yeah. you came in it from a trade background, you probably wouldn't have responded for three days, four days, <laughs> five days. I don't know about yeah, that. No, that's no, so no, definitely would have helped. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. It just sort of worked for me. It resonated with me, you know, that whole customer service, working in a fast pace, it really worked for me. Yeah. And on top of that role, uh, what is it like? What's the day-to-day kind of working as a region leader? Oh, geez. Steve's laughing and he's, 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 he's implying that I play golf every day. But essentially I'm there to support the branch network, the Bathroom Life branch network. Um, so we've got seven, seven um, Bathroom Life stores sprawled across Sydney Metro and then we have one in Canberra. So I'll visit those stores and, you know, provide the support, coaching, mentoring, um, you know, keeping in touch with our key customers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably about it. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting that you talked about coaching because um, coaching and motivating people because that's usually one of the you know, greatest challenges in life. Do you have any tips on how the best ways to coach and motivate people, not just in your role, but maybe just in general? Oh, look, I think coaching, just like dealing with customers, it's all about empathy and understanding, Ben. So, you know, you've got you've to understand what, what makes people tick and what their strengths are and you work to people's strengths and you know there's always going to be areas of opportunity and that's the coaching opportunity right there but you know like I think I think that sort of helped us really well with dealing with customers because in order to provide a customized service and really deliver on a customer's needs you really need to understand the customer's business so you know I think the coaching internally helps us deal with our customers as well. I'd say it's the same with us. You're you're trying to understand the customer. That's the first thing mm. we, we need to do is understand the customer and why they're doing and what they're trying to solve and, and we coach them and educate them into how to get the best solution. Basically, it's the same, 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 isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I think at the core of it is empathy and understanding, definitely, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to jump in and learn more about Reese Group and Bathroom Life. Um, so you said that Reese Group started in 1920 in Caulfield, Victoria. Um, what do you think has let Reese Group operate for so long in the industry for? Oh, look, there, there's there's probably a lot of reasons, Ben. Um, you know, I like to think that, you know, Reese is such a forward-thinking business that's always looking to pivot and, you know, shift to meet the industry needs and our customers' needs. And we've never shied away from that. Our current leaders really do have a focus on um, what our customers are actually looking for. And, you know, I'd say I'd call it an insight-driven business. You know, there's a, there's a lot of data and a lot of insights that have been developed over or, you know, gained over the last 100 years and they sort of impact well, they That's what drives our decisions to invest in certain things and, and how we operate. So it's an insight-driven business that's always looking to the future 
and not afraid to pivot when needed. So I'd say that's probably that's probably very, been the biggest. Oh, very good, yeah. yeah. I think it goes in line with um, our previous episode about knowing your numbers. I think it just kind of supports that. Like you well, need- Fred, Fred knows how <clears throat> data-driven we are too. Yep. Um, Sometimes there can be too much data, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, we use those numbers. We use the data to be able to act quickly, and we are. I, I like to think we are too. We're sort of trying to think ahead of the time, mm. but looking at at Reese, they've been able to do that phenomenally well. So you asked me earlier, what's the role of a region leader day to day? It's getting data for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got a question for you, Steve. Yes. Uh, you've uh, well, you've mentioned that uh, Reese and how they operate to me many times. What do you find the major differences operating with Reese? Um, oh, look again, like Fred sort of said, there's so so many different so many different things. I think one one thing I found super interesting about the Reese Group, and I've been down now to Melbourne a couple of times to uh, the head office. Uh, to RSC and yeah. the NDC. NDC, yeah. Yep. And um, I, I was actually blown away from how long people have worked at Reese for. There were people there 45? Yeah, yeah. 40? There's a lot of – And it's not one. Yeah. I, I, it's like, oh, that guy's been here for 35. That lady's been here for 30, 25 years, 28 years. And it's like there were so many people that had been at Reese for so long. And it was – to me, that that to me is – one of the successes of a business to be able to have someone come from whatever it is, sweeping the floor to, I don't know, it could be a tradie or something. And then you're bringing him through the ranks and have the opportunity for these guys to develop their skills and, and grow within this business and get promoted from within and all these things. I thought that was, there's got to be, there's got to be a lot more behind that. That's not just by, by luck and by chance uh, that these people, and that's, that's the type of business we're trying to grow. And that's what we're trying to help. I guess the other bathroom renovators understand it's, they're not there for that long based on short-term decisions, no. right? And, and short-term money money decisions, they're there from an investment from the business in making sure these people can deliver the best back to the business and for themselves. You've got to take care of these guys first. I think that's sometimes a missing link with, uh, I, I say tradies, I'm a tradie, but with, with these uh, renovation businesses, it's, it's not investing enough time Um and an effort into the guys that they have in building them up and then giving them the ability also to sort of grow their business and forward plan and forward think. It's not easy for them, but that's, this is what we're trying to do, trying to help these guys understand what they can do. Um, so that was one one big uh, insight into how they've been able to grow. So there's the whole back end to that. Um, that that's a big thing with Reese for me. And just um, sort of mentioned it before a little bit in regards to – for us, the supply, the supplier partnership, or, the, or or having the right supplier, is a is a massive impact on us as a business, and it's a massive impact on the customer experience. So for us, uh, as a business, we will only commit to what we can do. So right now, it is during COVID. Um, it's very challenging at the moment, and for us, it's the the. We're fortunate that they're good challenges, right? Because we've got so much work. Um, we're basically on a daily basis saying no to, you know, one, two customers, anything up to say fifty grand in in revenue every day. We're just saying no. We don't commit to these these customers because we can't deliver. We don't have the team right now. It's happened too quickly. And I think using that as an example to um, the typical 
bathroom renovation business or a typical tradie. They just say yes to everything. I think that's a that's a really that's a really good point, mate. And you know what you see out there is people just sort of take on as much as they well as much as they think they need. Yeah. But without the thought of how can I deliver this yeah. in the best possible way and you know really deliver on my promise, because if you take on too much, you're stretching yourself sometime. And you're not going to be able to deliver the experience that you promised at the very beginning. Uh, it's it's a, I think it's a quick way to go broke actually, and and mm. and to lose your business. I've seen it where people take on so much and the business hasn't sort of grown, or they haven't developed the even them they haven't developed themselves mm. to be able to then develop the business to be able to actually take on the work. And I and I see this all the time. It's a, it's not a bugbear, but it sort of bothers me a little bit where I see a lot of people focusing on just get the work, we'll get you the work. It's like, what are you worried about the work for? The work will come. Just deliver, 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 deliver on your commitment yeah, yeah. to what you're delivering. And this is where I go back to the supply bit, where and and it, it's not a secret how much I love Reese, right? <laughs> um, because they are such an integral part of how we deliver to a customer, right? So with the supply bit, uh, and we had one not long ago, right? So I'll, I'll use this maybe as an example where um, customers selected all these products. Um, as soon as the customer selected the products, we're aware that the time frame on that um, didn't meet the needs of the customer, and it was a unfortunately for us, it was a quick sort of job. We we we've been able to put it into a gap where a customer sort of um, uh, postponed the renovation due to personal um, circumstances. So it wasn't it wasn't our typical you know six eight ten weeks in advance where these things actually don't apply to us, but yep. it did in this case. We were able to swap out the product to. One of my favourite, and it was more the taps actually. It was more the mixes and that, which was, and I, we were able to swap it out to a Millie Glance, right? Which is my actually my favourite tap. Um, and no issue, gets delivered, job runs smoothly. Where other suppliers, and it's just a general thing. It's not anyone in particular, just other suppliers. And I look at this in retail as well. I think they do this where they will make the transaction. They are not actually sure whether they can actually deliver what was transacted and then us as a bathroom renovator are left a day before going, oh, sorry, that that item's not available, it's on back order and then it's a scramble, then it's a negative experience to the customer, it's sure. impactful to them. So it's, it's crucial that transparency, um, the understanding of availability, I guess, and, 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 it, and mm. it's probably more so, and Fred, you're going to be able to, explain this a little bit better what COVID's done to the supply chain. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's probably a little bit abnormal to what would what would be a, a typical oh, uh, supply issue. So mm. from your point, like what's COVID done for supply? Oh, look, it's it's taking it's it's taken control out of the hands of the wholesaler and, you know, I guess the merchants. <laughs> and, you know, it's disrupted the supply chain quite significantly. So, you, you know, we've seen our borders sort of shut you know, certain countries being affected. So the manufacturing process has all, all been affected. And, you know, so that, that that has a massive ripple effect throughout the industry. So, you know, and I actually feel sorry for a lot of other merchants out there because, you know, Reese is 100 years old and it's not an overnight success. And we've been building toward certain things. And, you know, you, you, we spoke about you visiting the National Distribution Centre in Melbourne. You know, our capabilities to hold stock, for well in advance is, you know, is quite oh, that, that place yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in that sense, we've been pretty lucky and, you know, but that's been set up for a number of years now and, 
it's allowed us to deliver um, a product in full and on time, I guess, and, yeah. you know, without too many disruptions. But we have had some minor disruptions. I'm not going to lie to you, you know. Yeah. Italy, the Italy effect, the you know, the Spain effect, where we're getting, we've got some major manufacturing partners over there. It had a little bit of an effect on us, but that wasn't long-lasting. But I think you mentioned earlier um, when things do go wrong, that proactive communication early on in the piece, um, you know, is really, really important. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm really proud of our guys being able to do. You know, if something is not going to be available, you know, you knowing early is probably yeah. the key. It, it, it is the key. It's been able to it's been able to starve off a lot of problems mm. uh, where we've had, uh, and we, I think we spoke about this on one of the other episodes where you know we like to own and control the job, right? I know so, you like to control, <laughs> we, and it's and it's true. It's it's for the best experience for a customer, right? For sure. So, and we've had it. Um, we spoke actually with Catherine with the design bit, and when we've had customers supply their own products. It can actually be uh, nightmarish for us. It's quite difficult to have to deal with what they thought was coming on a certain day um, to it not being there. And the product not being there necessarily isn't so bad sometimes. It's knowing that it's not going to be there. So with Reese, if for whatever reason there's any issue, we know ahead of time. We just plan and we accommodate which minimises any effect on the experience to the customer. So we have things go wrong. We have things go wrong. It's construction. We're not naive. Like There's always going to be things, but we communicate it super quickly and transparently and it never should affect the customer experience because the same thing with, like you're saying with Reese. yes, sometimes things go, but it doesn't matter because the communication's so clear and detailed and as quick as possible that we're able to actually manage it in another way which doesn't affect, and to us, it's the customer experience. That's what we're worried about. Look, you mentioned having control, and Matt, we're not too dissimilar. Mm. We we like to be in total control of our supply chain yeah. because it's the one area where we can let our customers down. Mm. You know, and if if I can't deliver, or if we can't deliver the goods to you in a timely fashion, I'm sure there's going to be a quite quite a few impacts to your business. What do you it, reckon? What, what do you reckon that would be? Well, the impacts to us is one that. Initial customer experience, yep. right? There's a there's a cost to us because it's it's putting guys off on a site. Yep. It's the impact to the next job that we've got lined up. We run really tight. We yep. run a tight ship and everything's yep. scheduled out. It's it's a massive impact and it's stressful. So some of the issues that occur don't necessarily impact the customer experience, but it impacts us and it's stressful. Yep. And it's having to run around chase a guy driving here to get that because that wasn't available. And we actually have to do this. For a customer, when they said we we don't want to, yeah. we, we we try our hardest to go. Let us own and control the whole operation from from us quoting, designing to handing over. We want to own and control it. We can only do that with the right suppliers mm. and the right suppliers. And and I know with and I've said this already. I, I was pretty blown away with when I went to Melbourne to see what you guys do as a business to, I guess, design what's required then to manufacture, then to test and the way you guys test and make sure that nothing goes out and then to see the support like because, yes, things aren't always right. Same with us. Things happen but we get onto that. We get onto an issue as an absolute priority over a quote or, you know, that that to us is a priority and some people are like, no, 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 any issue, everyone drops, everyone stops, we fix it. 
before a sale or before marketing or before quote, that, that to us doesn't matter. We're going to fix when anything goes wrong. And I noticed with you guys with the support you have if something's going wrong and we've had it where there can be, you know, um, a tap issue and the way they get dealt with, like I've, I've never seen it before because we do it as a business ourselves. When, there's something, when something goes wrong, we fix it. So I reckon, Ben, we're going to have to record Steve separately and just put him up on our website <laughs> for this glowing endorsement. But well, um, it's just, and it's just we, we appreciate that yeah. and, you know, we appreciate that feedback. But, but you're, you're quite right and it's not just with yourself. It's, you know, for us it's making sure that, you know, we can deliver this to all of our partners, Yeah. you know, and I think, you know, you asked me earlier what's been the strength of Reese. Well, it's partnerships with some great businesses that have stood the test of time as well. And, you know, we've, we've got some long-standing relationships that are still going today and, you know, building new relationships every day. So that's the strength of our business for sure. Mm, thank you, Fred. And um, you guys were just talking earlier before about COVID and just how that has affected a supply chain and overall process. How does that impact as a consequence for someone building their bathroom? Like what expectations should they have now working with a supplier now that COVID has happened? Oh, well, I'd say stock availability. I think that's probably been the biggest issue at the moment, hasn't it? Oh, I think, yeah, for us it's probably been a reselection of products, but it hasn't affected us from a day-to-day business. It's it's maybe some of those decisions in regards to what's available. Mm. Um, there's obviously, you know, we're a, we are a COVID safe business, so there's all those little things that we have to do. Um, they're not they're not that. It's more administrative, and we you know we sign off every day. Every guy on site, we've all got we've got COVID packs on site. They're, they're those little things hasn't affected timelines. It hasn't affected. No. Um, we're we're proactive in our. In our obviously our lead sales and our pipeline, so most of our products are ordered well in advance. So if, if for whatever reason there is still an issue with that product, we've got ample time to to swap it out to something that's suitable. So from a customer point, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's been uh, a crazy amount of impact from from our point. No, look, uh, the only thing I can think of is like I said, stock availability becomes you know forefront of people's minds um you know i think we've seen a disruption to a lot of supply chains out there um internally for us you know we we took some measures early on in the piece just like yourself to ensure people's safety you know with social distancing in the branches um so yeah i i i haven't seen too much of a disruption we're pretty lucky we're not in melbourne i'd say that much yeah that's a bit different you know people can't get around and shop around at the moment you know yeah. they're stuck and you know they're, they're stuck at home at the moment has that helped the online well definitely so you know that's where i think you know we've been able to pivot you know we've spoken as well in the past how we we can now perform virtual selections with customers yeah. so they can do it from the comfort of their own homes um you know and we've got the capabilities there are other programs on our website that allow people to plan as well like your 3d bathroom planner yeah. so yeah, look, COVID has been a bit of a disruption, but I would say, um, yeah, from a, it's only really disrupted supply chain to to a certain degree for a lot of merchants out there. Yeah. And for those unaware how Reese operates, just like me, what is um, – could you just give us like a run-through process of uh, working with a renovator, What is how like you guys provide the PC items and how that whole process works? Yeah, sure. Well, look, I guess we could probably speak about this together. So, you know, I'd use Navali as an example. <clears throat> so Navali will tell us that, you know, they've, they're working with 
a consumer or yeah. an end user and they'll bring them in for a, for a selection for products, you know, and they'll choose one of our beautiful bathroom life stores to do that. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what they have access to is um, plenty of expertise in the branch. So our consultants will run through the selection process and at the core of the selection process is always understanding what the customer is trying to achieve and working within, you know, I guess the framework that Navali sort of provides us for that customer because, you know, Navali has a good understanding of that customer already and, you know, they can provide us with that framework and I think we work well together in that regard. So having that good understanding allows us to get to that selection quite easily, you know, because a selection process like you know is, can be quite overwhelming. It's it, for that, what you're sort of saying, Fred, it is it's sort of a little bit, Every customer is different knowing the mm. customer. Some are, are more than happy just to go in there. And I know for, for myself when I was quoting jobs and it was actually very easy for myself because I'd actually just send them straight to the restore. And because they are experts in what they with, – with the product and the, the technical side and all that, it was super easy for myself as a renovator to just go, go there. Now – that can still happen for that particular customer. We found that uh, a lot of customers like the design offerings. As yeah. You would have found that a lot more people are getting a little bit more selective. It's, it's so much to choose from and it, and it is. And it's it's interesting you say it's overwhelming because what, what I would say, let's say in a consult, I'd say what's what would happen now is, you know, we're going to give you a quote, we're going to give you a price and I'd have a customer say, oh, oh, we're easy. It's okay. We're going to make this. <laughs> we can go on Saturday and make the solution. <laughs> And in my head, I said, okay, that's fine. What will probably happen is you will go there and you'll be overwhelmed and then you'll need to take – and that's what I think happens. Mm-hmm. And I think the restaff and any good supplier should be doing that is sort of making that whole overwhelming experience as, as easy and simple as possible. And we try and do that by making sure, you know, we've got a PC list and they can sort of narrow the field down a bit mm-hmm. and make it easy for the consultant. But definitely – that, that can be a super overwhelming experience for a customer and the way these guys handle it, uh, it, it does it just makes it a lot a lot nicer for them. Our trumpet's been blown mm. anyway, so I might as yeah. well continue. <laughs> you know, if I think about <laughs> if I think about our stores and our bathroom life stores in particular and all of our plumbing stores, they're designed to make the process a whole lot easier. You know, so you know, you go in there, it's easy to find the inspiration you're looking for. And the store layout, you know, you would have seen the new St. Leonard store that yeah. has just been built. The store layout really does make that process a whole lot easier, coupled with, uh, like, a, like I mentioned, with some great expertise from our consultants. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And on that note, uh, what have been, I think, like, how do you address this kind of um, overwhelming experience for a customer? So if a customer is overwhelmed, how would you address and help them, guide them through? Well, I'm not going to give you all my secrets, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we, do, we did go through a process and I think I mentioned it earlier and, you know, empathy and understanding, mate. Empathy and understanding. Like everybody is drawn to something. Um, and what we've seen as well is that most people have already begun their process well before they come to us in the branch. They're coming into the branch to sort of um, validate th- the aesthetic that they've chosen per se. Um, so they'll come in and we'll take on that empathetic and understanding approach of what they want to achieve, you know, what are the luxuries they're looking for in their bathroom, um, you know, what kind of aesthetic resonates with them. And then from there, the selection becomes quite easy. You can eliminate maybe three quarters of the showroom once you get an understanding of the aesthetic that they're looking for. And also, 
if there's a brand that they that they've recognised or they'd like to associate with, then you can t- like you can make the process a whole lot easier through understanding what the customer's needs are and you know what they're trying to achieve. And like we, that's where it's really important to work well with, you know, the renovator or the builder, because they can give us a bit of a framework around that as well. You know, a bit of an understanding that you might have built up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you find that? Um like a percentage maybe if you've got one where the customers will actually come into your store before they actually source a renovator? Do you, do you know? Is that oh, 50-50? Yeah, yeah, look, I would say people are a lot more planned these days, mate. Yeah, they are, aren't so they? So they yeah. probably used to do it. I used to see it a whole lot more. But I think people are building their teams early in the piece as yep. well and because I think they've realised through, you know, research or whatever it may be, and there's a lot of information out there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, through a lot of information that they've, they've, they've understood that building the right team early in the piece is going to make the process a whole lot um, whole lot easier. But there are still uh, there is still an element of, you know, the customer that's coming in that's just dreaming. They're in that dreaming stage. Yeah. You know, so they're coming in. They haven't done anything yet. They're just coming in to check out what's available, what's going to grab them, you know. And, and how, they're starting from And start visualising yeah. in that way for sure. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking earlier before the, the podcast about a very important thing is um, the, the idea of price and the variable and making decision um, overly dependent on price. Can you, uh, over the perhaps um, the quality of the, the product, can you, uh, Fred, just enlighten us on whether that is um, the impact of over investing in the price variable of making it like choosing a product based on price as opposed to um, weighing the idea of quality? Yeah, look, I would say, you know, that could be answered in a couple of different ways. So for different people, it's going to mean different things. You know, price is going to be important for some people. But if you think about the people that are building their forever bathroom, for example, what they're looking for is the quality and longevity. Um, And I'd say that's probably one of the most important things. And the price will still matter, but it doesn't sit high in their agenda. You know, for people that are just renovating something like a rental, for example, that would definitely be high on the agenda. Yep. But they'd also want to make sure that's coupled with quality because they don't want to be going back to fix this, yeah. fix, fix any issues later on the track. So, like, you can see where it's going. Like, price is important, but quality matches it every single time as well. You know, because if you buy something that's not going to last long, well, what's the cost later? Mm, yeah. We, we look at that too, like even with what we do. If, if anyone's actually delivering the same and it's different obviously from a supply, they're just different elements, quality of product, warranty, all these things. Yep. For us, um, if, anyone's, if anyone in our industry is actually delivering the same scope, quality of trade, warranty, um, project management, quality across the whole board, we're actually all going to be the same price. Well, essentially, I think so. If you think about, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. It will be just either it needs to be maintained in three years' time and I've had to pay a plumber four times to come and fix this problem. So you're just paying for it at a different time or you're paying for it then. So I've found that and it's hard to actually – that's where we struggle. We we struggle to educate the customer on that. Mm -hmm. It's like you either pay for it now and it's done properly and you don't have the headache or – 
you pay for it somewhere. There's some way you're going to sure. be, or either your time during the renovation, um, no warranty, no, you know, we, we've we've spoken about before where if you don't have the right documentation supporting the renovation part, uh, you may struggle to actually offload that property without a homeowner's warranty certificate, something like that, yep, right? Yeah, for sure, yep. So then what you think you're saving up front, you're just paying for it later. Yep. So it's really, it's probably a little bit different with the supply, but at the end of the day, if the, quality of the brass is of a different level you're paying for that yeah for sure right for sure and then you're minimizing i guess warranty you're minimizing uh time on site with the guys installing yep. all those things ben i think there's another aspect to this as well is like people still love that luxe look you know that hotel inspired look that looks you know sensational but what they're now looking for is probably that look but for a little bit less and i think that's where you're getting a lot of choice in the you know i know for us we've got ranges that you know, other look for less as well, and you know, that, and we've got to be able to accommodate for that as well. So that's where price might be important, but we're still wanting to achieve a quality, yeah, still wanting to achieve quality and also the right aesthetic. That compromise without, the aesthetic, yeah, yeah, you don't want to compromise. They don't want to compromise yeah. the aesthetics, which is fair enough, you know. So and I think that's really, really important. Uh, and I was just looking on the, the Reese website earlier, and you guys have such an amazing selection of brands and products. And I'm very curious of how do you do you guys at Reese Group select these brands to um very carefully I might say, to be honest with you, because like yourself, you know, reputation is extremely important. We know we want to partner with people that can actually deliver on our promise and our purpose as well. Um so and also without having a disrupted supply chain along the way. So if you think about, you know, if just to name a couple, grower, you know, widely recognizable. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's universal. Rocker would be the same. And we've got some great products, you know, some homegrown brands like, you know, well, home uh, Australian-made products like Sussex Tapware. So choosing our partners really carefully makes a big difference to us. But even still, you know, you mentioned the testing facility. Everything still goes through that anyway. That's right, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, because we want to make sure that, that control thing as well, but I think it's control to improve the lives of our customers and so not to harm them. I, I still think it goes back to, you know, I, I don't know how you guys call it there at Reese. It's not really the core values, is it? You've got a list of things that you sort of. Well, we, we've got, you know, and yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We've got our purpose, obviously, yeah. to, to improve the lives of our people and our customers by striving for greatness every day. And they're, and they're underpinned by the core values. Yeah, you know they're the values that we live every single day, and you know it's probably the reason why I've stayed at Reese because those values really resonate with with us, with me, and I'd say with the majority of people that work. Well, I'd say yeah. all the people that yeah. work with Reese, but they're not just splashed up on the wall. That's right. You know, so we value people, we value our customers, and the people that work within. And if we choose the wrong products for them, and you know, bring the wrong products to market, well, it's not improving your life, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to harm you. Yeah, and then you're going to harm me. <laughs> yeah, but but I, what I what is a big unit. Yeah. <laughs> but what I what I find interesting, you just said it before, is you you've got a company like Rocker. Yep. How old's Rocker? Oh, that what hundred hundred right? years yet? And you still will test the products, right? And I look at that, or you'll do whatever. It'll still go through the Reese's, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Category, and that's and I look at that and go that that's an integrous business because at the end of the day. You're making a commitment to a customer to supply something and you're going to do everything you can in the background sure. 
to say we've done all of these tests and checks and balances before we put it out there. I don't think many people, I don't think everyone's doing that. I don't think every retailer, every supplier is actually vetting their products. They've got a product, oh, I can make extra margin on this product, so I'm going to sell it. It's like, why are you selling a product just for a margin when you're going to have a problem on the back end and your customer's going to be upset? Mate, the other thing as well, and you're quite right, but the other thing as well is that, you know, the Australian standards are quite stringent. Yeah. And we operate and produce products very differently to overseas. You know, so you think about Grow and Rocker, they make products specifically for the Australian market. Which is to a different level. It's a different standard. Yeah, different it's standard. Not a different level, it's just a different standard. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter who the manufacturer is or how recognisable they are, they are still having to make it. They're held up by that To standard. suit an Australian standard. Yeah. And we've got to make sure that the product we bring in meets those standards, exceeds them really. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, that's when we decide to bring it into market. Mm. And you've, you guys have mentioned this testing facility quite a few times. Would you better um, explain to the listeners, if possible, uh, what you guys are testing for in that facility? Oh, look. Don't, don't tell them. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, essentially to test that the product's going to work as it's intended. You know, so in the bathroom space pretty much. In the plumbing, in the plumbing space, we're looking to ensure that, you know, we've got the right copper, you know, is the right amount of um, lead in the brass as well. That's another yeah. key thing that we test for because, you know, once again, Australian standards um, ensure that, you know, there's only a certain amount of lead in each in each brass component. Yeah. Um, you know, and copper comes up, is, you know, comprising, I'm no, no expert here, I can guarantee you. It's made up of a few different metals or whatever it is. Yeah. And you, you've got to make sure there's certain metals that aren't in there. But you can strike that actually because <laughs> I, I am not the expert on copper. <laughs> I'm the expert on, well, I like to think I'm the on the pretty things. <laughs> uh, oh, and um, on that note, actually. Um, pretty things. <laughs> pretty things. Uh, but, yeah. but um, I think we're just talking about the customer experience. I think for, if you could just, if you have any advice or tips for the customers out there starting their bathroom renovation project, how can they get the best experience from their supplier? Oh, look, I, I would say planning and research. Planning is probably the key for me. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're going to choose a supplier that's going to support you well after the sale. And I think that's really, really important to us. Um, you know, I can tell you stories about people having issues, you know, well after the sale. And, you know, it's made my life easier knowing that Reese just sort of, you know, we've got this mindset of just fix it, you know, and I think, all within reason, but definitely it's a, it's it's an incredible mindset to have. You know, we, we want to make sure that the experience is there well after the sale, not just at the point of the sale, yeah. not through the process of the sale, but well after it because we're a bit like you, you know. Our business is based on referrals, you know, and we've spoken about this quite a, quite a number of times. And if the experience isn't there, you're not going to be referred. Yeah. You know, people will just... No, don't go there. This is the last thing. It's a lasting impression when you do something wrong. So that's probably that's probably it for me. Yeah, it's a, it's it's interesting you sort of say that with the referrals. It's it's what I'm trying to sort of explain to the renovators out there as well. They make these money decisions, right? Mm. And then what they have to do is then they have to buy the next customer. It's cheaper just to take if if you're worried about money, just it's cheaper to take care of the yeah. customer and do whatever you have to do. 
and then the referral comes. Yeah, Instead sure. of thinking you're going to not do this right or do that right, just do it right. Do exactly what you're committed to and then the referral comes and happy days, your business can grow with the right team. You can slowly develop and, and move forward. Yeah, and look, and we're, we're pretty serious about that. You know, like yourself, we, we do yearly or, bi, you know, biannual, bi- no, it's actually yearly NPS with our customers, so just a net promoter score because we really do listen and we want to know, you know, how can we improve? Uh, do you get it once a year or once every two years now? I think it's been every year, but every unless year. you guys have changed so, it, yeah. And it really does mean we, we just want to know how can we improve and we don't just do it for our trading customers, we do it for our retail customers because, you know, we're not afraid of listening to feedback and, you know, continuously improving our processes or our experience. So I think that's a really important thing. Yep. I'm talking a lot about Reese and how awesome we are actually and, and I, I hope it doesn't come across it. I just really do honestly feel that way. In a, but but they're the things that mm. you're – what we're saying as well is it's it's about what does a customer look out for mm. in a supplier. It doesn't matter, Reese yeah. or any supplier, it's understanding those things. It's the same with a bathroom renovator. What is a bathroom renovator going to look out for in a yeah. supplier? But they also have to understand the actual cost of not having the right supplier. Yeah. Instead of this – if they're not equating – their time, and I've found that a lot of tradies don't put a value on their time. So the driving back and forth to pick up the wrong delivery or the wrong pickup or this and that, they're not even – a lot of them aren't even going, oh, I've had to go here and there. But if you put a real value on it to understand potentially – it's not even always, it's potentially it's a cheaper product mm-hmm. or you think you're getting a deal, the real cost involved in not having the right supplier is actually – if you looked at the real numbers, you'd be shocked. Yeah, and look, mate, I will make the point. There are, there are a lot of merchants out there that, you know, do a good job and try their best there to, are. to, definitely are, to yeah. achieve that with their customers. Yeah. I can only speak from my experiences with Reese and, you know, the great relationships we've been able to build and the feedback yeah. we've gotten and, you know, it, yeah, there you are, can see there, the value. There are definitely. There's, yeah. there's many and like there's many like fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there's many fantastic bathroom renovators out there too. There's, yeah. there's heaps of them and, and we want, the customers to be able to have that experience with the good guys, but not just that. We want to be able to help the guys that are starting out for sure. that haven't been around long enough and they're like trying to figure this out. We've learned every single task, process, any bit in our system has been learned from a massive failure. Mate, 100, and I think you just said it as well. Like what you want is you want quality in the industry, don't you? That's what we, we need. Yeah. We need and that. You want, you, want, yeah. you want quality and there's plenty of quality out there, you know, so – yeah, we're, we're very big on with our customers. We actually, we're open with it. We we don't mind who they go with. They mm. can go ahead with us if they feel comfortable or they can go ahead with someone else. But if they go ahead with someone else, we still want them to have a good experience. Yeah. And sure. what we're trying to do is arm them with a, a list of things or, or you know, collateral or something to go just before you make a decision, just make sure that these things are going to happen. And if they are, happy days. But if they're not, just be mindful of the consequence of what will happen if you're not up front in getting those things. And that's 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 our challenge. But I'd rather try and help the people that are starting off understand what they could be doing. And and we're not telling people what to do. It's just that we've learned these lessons. Yeah. And it's like if someone's open and willing to learn some of the lessons, and not everyone is, they actually have to learn it the hard way, we've found, with a lot of people. You can tell them and you can show them and you can say, we've done this and this was the negative experience, so we've created a process to eliminate this. Sometimes you actually still have to go through that process, fail to understand. Sure. We're trying to help, um, you know, and the supply part 
is a massive impact to our customer experience. So I think choosing wisely, whoever it is, uh, choosing wisely and making sure they tick all those boxes. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're wrapping up the show now because we're, we're running out of time. We could have Fred here all day. But um, he's got, he doesn't golf. want he's me got, here all day. He's got, <laughs> he's got golf to go I've got to golf me. to go to. <laughs> no, no. I think the, um, uh, a question I want to ask is um, what would you like to see improve in the renovation industry? Oh, well, I think that's probably in the renovation industry, probably more down your. Well, you, you, you would see a lot of renovators. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, look, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll talk to you about the things that we really, you know, forward planning is really, really important. Um, you know, you want to see quality in the industry. You want to see all of those kind of things. And they're the people we want to partner with as well. But people that deliver great experiences, you know, because I think that's what we're trying to achieve every single day. Um, you know, and how that looks and how that's achieved, well, I think that comes down to each individual business. But I think you mentioned it earlier. It's not just about, you know, filling your plate. It's about being selective and, you know, making sure you're making the right decisions for your business and also the customer by sometimes saying no. You know, yeah. if it's not achievable, just say it initially. So, you know, you can see things, you know, I don't like to see on, things done en masse. Quality is probably the key. Mm. Yep. And do you have any final words, Steve, before we wrap up? Uh, no, look, the whole point of, you know, having Fred on here was just to try and um, help, again, customers and, and bathroom renovators understand that, you know, the impact to the actual experience, to the bathroom renovators business uh, is is quite high when not using the right supplier or, or understanding what a supplier can actually do to your business. So for us, it's and it isn't just Reese, Reese, Reese. Um, they are fantastic and they have these processes, but there's other suppliers out there. It's just looking for and trying to identify how a supplier can actually help a bathroom renovator uh, with their business and, and how a supplier can actually help a customer get the experience they deserve. So for me, the supply part is a, is a massive factor in the whole process. And Fred, do you have any final words to say? Oh, no. Look, um, you know, for starters, I really appreciate being involved in this and, you know, associating with organisations like Navali is um, really important to us. We view Navali as a partner more than anything else. Um, you know, so for us, that co-branding is fantastic. Um, but... You know, we want to make sure that we continue to receive that feedback where we can improve. Um, you know, I need Steve to jump on Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't, we didn't, we, you know what, we didn't touch on that, Ben, you know, like with the forward planning and how, you know, what Reese do and they've created this app. We, we use just day in, day out. It's called, it's called Max and we can order PCs through there. We make that whole, pro- they've made the process so easy. But- in, yeah. in, in jumping onto this platform, and I know Fred, he see, he sees when I log in, he sees me all the time, no, constantly. Look, in all seriousness, no, you, you use digital platforms, yes. and I think this is an important piece if you talk about, you know, how you want to see things improve. You use digital platforms to, to deliver a customer experience. Definitely. But not only that, it, it's also giving you efficiency in your business. Massively, so you know that's where I think and transparency and it's transparency. The, it's the you know, there, there are so many different all, things, yeah. you know. So, like, I think it's not what I want to see. I think it's where I see it. I think the digital transformation within the industry 
to provide that customer experience and to create that efficiency is upon us. You know, it's not even something that you're thinking about five years down the track. It's now, like it's actually a couple of years ago now, you know, and there are some people, the people that use it and use those digital platforms are now see and reaping the benefits of that efficiency and, you know, that a customer experience. And I think that's probably where, you know, I'd like if I see the, the renovation market, just more use of those digital platforms to help achieve what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, but that, that's a lot of these platforms have already been around. I, I think our industry in general is slow to adapt from the from the core front line, not not from a. No, I think as a nation, yeah. to be honest with okay. you. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, I just know with the, mm. with our industry, it's very slow to adapt when something new. There's probably got sorry, there are guys out there still using a piece of Giprock to um, do a materials list, mm. right? When you've got software and you've got the ability to have that transparency, clarity, and communicate things super clearly where it can be, um, you know, misread, let's say. Um, so, and I know, and I know with the way Restore, you guys are uh, well in, well in front with those things. And we try to, as a business, like Fred said, from an operational point, we, we do use software and it, and it helps us immensely. It is hard to change. It is hard to adapt. Yeah, but you think about the future renovators, Stephen, yeah. you know, and like I'm, and I'm sure that's part of your audience for today as well. Like yeah. people that want to join the industry and, um, create that customer experience, you need to create those efficiencies early and give yourself a bit of control. And yes, I think, yeah. you know, if you're going to think about how you do, how do you scale your business, if you're not on some kind of digital platform or some kind of using some kind of tech, it's very hard to, to scale. Definitely, mm. yeah. Well, it's, it'll be the typical, the, the guy who's running the business is manning and taking every single phone call that well, comes exactly through right. yeah. and they can't um, they can't grow and focus on the business. Anyway. I've got okay. Max in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I'm going to be using Max every single day. For <laughs> Fred's going to be on the golf course uh, looking, at, looking at me locking into Max. Awesome. Awesome. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to the Navali podcast, Behind the Bathrooms. If you have any questions or would like to reach out, feel free to send us a message on the Navali Bathrooms Facebook or Instagram. And stay tuned for our next episode.